Yo, yo, what is going on, everyone? David here. Um, so I just wanted to give you guys a little heads up before this episode. This was actually the first one that I recorded. Obviously, I've already aired an episode last week, but I did not. Um, I'm not airing them in sequential order for various reasons that I won't get into right now. But um, at the time that I recorded this, I actually did not even have an official name for my podcast yet. So that's why you hear me mention that I don't have a name yet in this episode. And also, <laughs> it was my first time doing it. And as I listened to it again, I just kind of sound so like bored and low energy and um, uninspired. So if you get that vibe from me, I do apologize. I'm getting better and better at this as I go along. Um, but with that being said, I feel like Quentin did a really good job of giving you guys some value and giving you guys some nice actionable items um, that will really help you guys. So I still wanted to air this episode. With that being said, Quentin is the man. He's grown to be a good friend of mine. Um, and so I hope you guys get some value out of this interview I did with him. Peace out. See you guys next time. And as always, let me know what you think. Leave a review. Um, if you hate it, then don't leave a review. <laughs> All right, I'm rambling now. I'll see you guys later. All right, everyone. I hope this is working. This is my first time doing this. Um, at the time of this recording, my podcast is nameless, so I will be taking uh, name suggestions. And my first guest is none other than Quentin Alums. And... Uh, Fitting that uh, this is my first guest because a big reason why I'm doing what I'm doing now is because of Quentin. So, Q, welcome to the Nameless uh, For Now show. I'm geeked, man. I'm excited to be on this Nameless For Now show. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll just dive right into it. No fluff. So why don't you just give a short little intro of what what you do now and why you started doing what you're doing now. Yeah, um, my name is Q Quentin Alms, as you mentioned before. I also go by Just Q. I am co-founder of Urban Misfit Ventures. Basically, what that is is a parent company that owns a bunch of different subsidiaries. One is a content agency, so we help a lot of brands, people, companies build influencers' story. And then second company is an events company, and we're about to launch our third subsidiary as well. So I tell a lot of stories, and I host a lot of events. Um, that is what I do, and essentially why I do it. Um, one, I was able to build influence myself through using storytelling and helping other people do that. I was a solo entrepreneur at the time and I wanted to build it and do it with a team. Uh, but really, I, I do it because I want to show people that um, it doesn't matter where you come from, man. Like it's all, about, it's all about resourcefulness, not about the resources. So I want to inspire other people and help other people do the same. So what was the very first thing? Um... I guess, what, when was the first moment when you were kind of like, okay, I want to do something on my own. I don't want to work in corporate. Um, you know, I want to build something on my own. When was that moment? Um, not necessarily work in corporate, but probably when I was in school as a young kid. I just, I, everybody had like their jobs and things like that. Even like before that, like I was always that weird dude, like writing stories and stuff. Like I really enjoyed English and people told me like, you're gonna have to be a teacher. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do that. I don't wanna do that. I just wanna be in New York City, like writing books. Like I would say then, but in terms of like corporate and things like that, I had I was offered a job to work with a virtual reality startup um, and a wearable tech startup. And I didn't really wanna be a social media guy. I knew I wanted more than that. I wanted to build something of my own. So I declined that, took a dead end job and 
started building my first VR startup and it sucked. <laughs> that was that. So talk about that progression because obviously now you're not necessarily writing for money. You're not necessarily doing the VR stuff. So talk about your progression from okay, I want to be a writer or I know you used to uh, you know, you used to do some musician musician stuff. Um, so can you speak about that progression from that point when you started to what you're doing now? Yeah, when I wanted to be a writer, um, I went to college and as a creative writing major and I quickly realized that I wasn't good at, not that I wasn't good, but I wasn't the best creative writer. And they all were talking about, yeah, you're going to have to be an English teacher. And I was like, no, that's not for me. So I moved around and tried different things, ultimately ended up getting into like the startup world and agency world. So I bounced all over the place. And when I did end up starting my own thing, it was like, okay, what am I good at? How can I make money? How can I survive? So I looked at skills like, damn, I'm a writer. Like I've done content marketing stuff. So I started my first virtual reality startup. But on the side, I also started my first agency um, because it was something that I could make money with and really didn't know what I was doing, didn't know how to run a company. I just knew that I was good at creating content. I was a good writer. First virtuality startup failed and I really leaned into the agency side because it was something that I was good at and it was something that I knew I could at least make money. The world wasn't ready for my virtual reality product yet. Um, struggled for a long time, that somewhat ended up taking off, but I realized it wasn't for me. And I moved, basically just build, build it on the skills that I had accumulated building those different companies and ended up doing what I'm doing now. I'm not sure if that answers that, but um, basically I leaned into the fact that I could tell good stories okay. and I use that to get to where I am now. So when you say your first two companies failed, um, what what constitutes as failure to you? Stopping. So was it a situation where you wanted to keep going but it just wasn't working out or was it a situation where you just kind of lost passion for the things you were doing? So the virtual reality one, I wanted to keep going. Like I would say now I don't really want to be doing that but I do love the tech end of it. Uh, I was basically working on a platform for platform virtual reality platform in the education space. So learning through virtual reality, basically, um, I it was very very hard for me to let go of that. It was probably one of the hardest things I've had to do as an entrepreneur, like hardest decisions I've had to make. Um, in terms of the agency, it was just something I lost passion for, not something I wanted to be doing. I wanted to do it with a team, and I wanted to create. I didn't so much want to create for other people, mm-hmm. even though my company does some of that now. It's not something that I wanted to be doing and definitely not something I wanted to be doing alone. So I, I guess you kind of answered this next question, but so there's there's basically two um, views, I guess, on pursuing a passion. There is you can make money doing anything. It doesn't matter. Just find a way to grind it out or, you know, there needs to be a profitability aspect about what you're doing. You can't, you know. If you're swimming upstream, doesn't matter how strong of a swimmer you are, eventually it's going to drown you. So what would you say about, um, because right now it sounds like you're pursuing the agency just to kind of be able to pursue your other passions, if that makes sense. So what would you say to someone who um, is really passionate about something, but there's not really an extremely profitable uh, niche for that thing? Uh, I would say that that's not true. Um, I think you can make money doing anything. Like for me, um, I'm not necessarily working in the agency. I own it and I'm working on it, but my team is really deep in it. 
but I'm doing it so I can learn about business because I have very, very lofty goals in business and very lofty goals as a personal brand and I need to understand business. So I'm building them and I'm running them and I'm owning them, right? Uh, you can make money doing anything. I know a guy that makes a lot of fucking money just um, coaching dads and how to be a better dad, right? You can make money doing anything. It's just how do you go about that and are you leaning into your strengths to get to that point? If your passion is like forks, like you can make money like... <laughs> Reviewing forks or um, creating a product or platform for fork lovers. I don't know. Like it's just how are, are you being creative about how you approach it? And I would say if there, if you really feel there's no money in it, there's no issue going and doing other things so long as you're actually fulfilling your passions and fulfilling um, what you're wanting to do. But I would say you can make money doing anything. It's just you have to be creative about how you go about it. Mm. Would you subscribe to the quote of... Um you know, do something you love and you never work a day in your life? Yes and no. Um, I still wake up every single day and it's like, wow, I technically could lay in bed. I, this is mine, like shit, how did I get here? Like every single day I'm so, so thankful um, for being where I am right now, but also like I work very hard and we have founders losing their hair because like they're working so hard and they're so stressed, but also it doesn't feel like work. So yes and no. Either way, like whatever you're wanting, you're going to have to work really, really hard to get there. No matter what it is, you're going to have to work really hard to get there. So I would say yes and no. But if you love it, then you love it. So you mentioned you have some lofty goals. So talk about far out, you know, years, years in the future, some of the goals you have. Yeah. So next two to three years, I don't like to like look too far. I mean, I look too far. I don't like to plan too far. Next two, three years, let's say three to five years, I want to own an esports organization, um, or at least an esports something in the esports, but really like esports organization. I want to be a part of the team that is marketing like the colonization of Mars. Um, I'd love to be immortal. I'm weird, and I'd love to be Batman. Let's let's just go with that. But ideally, like just owning a bunch of businesses um, and not running them, but also being able to invest in people that I like and invest in companies that I like and people that don't have the resources that they may necessarily need to be successful. So were those all things that you've always wanted to do or have those been kind of, um, have those passions and goals been developed from what you've been doing? Um, all of them have been developed. Um, except for esports, um, I, when I was younger, I didn't want to own an esports organization because that didn't exist. But I always wanted to be in the video game space. Um, so for the most part, they've all developed. I still want to write a book. Like that's something I've always wanted to do. But they've all developed, and they've come because I've one, I've just been introspective and asked myself, okay, what do I actually want? And I've been open to new things. Mm. What was the hardest part about starting from scratch? Like you, when you had no community, no successful business, what was the hardest part? I'd say the hardest part was just having no support. Um, definitely having no support. And I thought I deserved support and it was very hard. You know, like girlfriend like left me, went with some other dude. My parents were like, oh, you should get a real job. You know, just having no support, seeing my friends being successful. But that also made me into the person I am. It, it it gave me perspective, right? Like you have to earn that stuff. And it built a certain grit in me that I, I think can only come from adversity. Um, and it also forced me to create my own support system and help other people so that they don't have to go through the things that I went through. But I would say that by far the hardest. Like harder than not eating, harder than not being able to pay bills, like just not having any support. So, so I'm sure that's pretty similar to what a lot of people starting out or going through. So what are some 
did you have like any habits or, or how did you develop that support system within yourself? What do you mean within yourself? So you mentioned you had to rely on yourself for that support. What are some things that you did to build that support and build that confidence in yourself? Yeah, I would say one, I kept a video diary, just documenting everything that I was going through, everything that was happening. Um, and it allowed me to go back and track that progress. Another thing is I would leave messages for myself, like Snapchat memories or um, notes or things like that. Like, hey, Q, like you didn't get a client today, but you fucking got this. No one else would see it, but I'll still go back and look at stuff like that. Um, or like it'll pop up on like my time hop. Like this is what you uh, posted on Snapchat or something like that. And it's like a message like, Q, one day you're going to live over here on the river. And now I live on the fucking river. So like stuff like that and actually being able to look back and say, damn, like I did it. And it's not that I'm living this lavish life because I'm not, but I did it. And that like that to me is like the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's really powerful. Um, something that I've been trying to do as well is just kind of make those mental notes. Um, I haven't really done too good of a job of, of putting it on paper and making it a reality. Um, but that visualization is very powerful. Um, what was the lowest point when you started, or even now, just what's, what has been the lowest point in your career and how did you get past it? Uh, yeah, um, I'd say the lowest point was the minute I started. Like the very second I decided to start my first company and do it full time. Um, I, was, I was driving Zipcar um, and like fixing cars and things like that and making sure like everything was up to date like maintenance wise. Um, and I was like, damn, like this sucks. This really sucks. I don't want to be doing this. And then I walked in on my girlfriend like laying in bed with another guy. And that to me was shit. I'm miserable. Like it was a lot more than that. And I was crying and it was terrible. It was atrocious, like the worst time of my life. But it was so bad that I'm like, okay, why? If I'm going to be miserable over here, why am I also going to be miserable at my job? And if I'm going to be miserable, I'm at least going to be miserable while working towards something I want. So I quit. Um, and I, I, I literally, I put in my two weeks, I quit and I decided to focus solely on my agency and try to build this virtual reality thing full time. Wasn't making any money. I had basically burned through my savings already trying to take care of this girl. Um, and dude, like I, I basically like blacked out that portion of my life. I just, I wasn't eating. I would literally like go in the cabinets and like get like seasoning to like subside hunger. Like that was my life. I ended up getting super creative and like renting out my extra rooms in my apartment just to survive and pay rent and things like that. But I had no clients. I had nothing. But I was crying in bed literally every single night. Like how the fuck am I going to get out of this? Why did I decide to do this? And it was like that for like months. And I remember one night like I'd just come out of my room. Um, and I still had a roommate at this time. And I'm like, dude, like I, I should not be an entrepreneur. If I don't have a client at the end of the week, I should not be an entrepreneur. I remember a deal that was supposed to close and he just ghosted me. And I'm like, if I don't have a client at the end of this week, I'm done. And at the end of that week, I had three clients. And that to me, like it wasn't like huge deals, like I think like 800 a month. But to me, like that was, I could live, right? I could eat. And that was a minute. The second I'm like, shit, like I can do this. I can do this. But that, that entire like first two years just blew so what would you say is either yourself or someone who's still waiting for that aha moment, like they're still going through the mud, they're going through the dirt, they're working hard, but nothing's really clicked so far. What would you say to that person? 
So there's always going to be mud and there's always going to be dirt that you have to go through. So it's totally necessary. And while it sucks, it's going to build your character and it's going to build that grit. When you have a company, you're not, maybe you're not going to, you're no longer going to, when you're starting to find that success, maybe it's not like shit, like what am I going to eat? Now it's like shit, what are my employees going to eat? Or shit, now I need to go get funding. Or damn, like now, like where am I going to get clients? There's always going to be mud and dirt that you have to go through. So embrace it, learn from it, and learn fast. Because when you do find someone some success there's just going to be more and bigger problems but you going through it now is going to help you deal with it when you get there so what what has been the highest moment for you now so the flip side of that coin where have you had a moment yet where you just kind of think to yourself like damn this has been a wild ride and uh, i'm just so proud of myself uh, yeah i would say there's been multiple moments um i would say number one um i was uh I don't talk about it a lot, but when I was moving from, basically like our first office we were um, renting out, I'm sorry, not renting out, we traded spaces for our services. Um, I was just moving apartments and I, um, money was good for me because I basically just dissolved our company. We started this new one and I had like a bunch of clients. Um, so I was good, but I decided to move apartments because um, I didn't like my apartment and my credit was terrible. But I already told him I was moving out and I couldn't go back, right? And uh, we were basically like I was sleeping on the floor of this office, this office that we were like trading services for. So it was a shared office. I was sleeping on the floor and renting out Airbnbs here and there, renting out hotels. And I spent a lot of money just trying to float and I couldn't find an apartment. Um, and I remember like my team sitting me down like, dude, like you got to take care of yourself, blah, 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 blah. And just thinking to myself, damn, like these people decided to leave their jobs and come work and do this with me full time and I'm not even able to take care of myself right now. The minute that I got my apartment, it was like, damn, like I'm in my own bed, I'm in my own shower, that's amazing. But also like the minute that we got this new office and we were able to pay for it, um, and now it grew everything, it was really weird. Um, just an incredible feeling and seeing other people like saying like, wow, like I'd love to work with you, I love your mission, I believe in you, like that, that by far is the most, the happiest I've been, the most fulfilled I've ever been. Something I'm just crazy grateful for. Yeah. For those of you wondering what that awkward pause was, there was something that just dropped somewhere, <laughs> made a loud bang. Not sure what it was. Out of the ether. <laughs> we're sure it's we're sure we're okay. Um all right, now I'm distracted. So um where do you see your agency in the next year or in the next five years? Yeah. Um, so I, I want to pass the seven figure mark. Um, we've got about six more months to do it. Um, we wanted to do it in our first like 18, legally 18 months, um, which we will. Um, so that, but also for me, like, again, we have different companies. For me, the agency is always going to be the machine, right? Let's say we launch our own fashion brand. It's a machine that's going to help us propel because we're already working with these clients. We're getting this data and we understand what's working. We have this community. We understand what they want to buy. So let's launch our own brand. The agency is always going to be the thing that fuels it. So I would say I don't want to be in it. I don't want to run it, but I want it. I want it to be our entity, our machine. Um, so right now, let's build a team that is crazy crazy talented that can run it so that we're not actually in it and we're not actually running it do you think do you think anything is ever too saturated to not do it ask me a more clarifying question um say someone's looking to start a business and 
they're looking to get into a type of business that seems very saturated. Um, do you think anything like that is ever too saturated or do you think just starting and doing it anyways is worth it? Um, it depends, man. Um, I would say no, nothing's ever too saturated. It's just how do you go about it, right? Like when Starbucks started, there was a bunch of coffee shops, but they offered an experience, right? It was something new, it was something fresh, it was something different. There's a lot of agencies, but are you new, are you fresh, are you different, or how are you presenting yourself? I would say nothing's too saturated, but I would say like if you don't actually believe in the problem you're trying to solve, if you don't believe in your product, if you don't believe that you can generate results, you're not gonna be successful in what you're trying to sell. Because at the end of the day, if you don't believe it, no one else is going to. Mm. Yeah, that's powerful. Um, so, because I, I know your team, right? And I know a lot of you guys have different personalities, different skills. So how did you go about crafting that team, knowing what you needed? And how did you kind of puzzle those pieces together? Yeah, initially... Um Initially, I'm, I'm a videographer, I'm a photographer, I'm just not that great, um, but I understand the vision and I'm really good at bringing people together. So um, Eric and Brahma are some of the like just incredible, incredible creatives and it was something we needed and I'm like, okay, let's do this. What I was missing was, you know, I was handling it, but sales and partnerships and I can handle it, I'm totally good at it, but I'm not the best. Uh, and my old college roommate, Izzy, was transitioning uh, from director of, I think, corporate sponsorships or partnerships or something like that at another company and he was like working on bikes and driving Uber Eats and I'm like dude like I remember bringing him in um, I was working with his client Margo um, out of Milwaukee this agency that's growing really quickly and I was teaching them about LinkedIn and I brought him in they paid me $1,500 for 45 minutes of my time and I just wanted him to see like what he was getting paid in terms of like and he was getting paid way more than that, but like 45 minutes versus like a month, right? And just seeing like being your own boss, like the amount of money that you can make when you're not trading your time for money. Um, so we decided to go in on this together and it was just, it was perfect. And I think I got lucky, but I knew that we had everything that we needed at that moment. And now moving forward, it's just like, okay, what do we actually need? And do these people fit the culture? Would we drive like six hours and spend that time with them? Would it be awkward, right? Like just making sure that we fit that culture. And now like my focus is just making sure like, yes, talent is there, but um, also diversity is there. So my focus now is like bringing out more women so it's not just a team of dudes you know um, bringing in people that are um, diverse in like age so it's not just all everybody that's young um, but i would say skill set wise just actually knowing your strengths and what do you need i'm very very big picture i'm very visionary-esque i need more people that are doers and more people that can poke holes in my vision so someone starting out they don't have necessarily the connections they don't really know people that can help them out what are some tactical things that they can do tonight um, to help develop that network? I'd say one, ask yourself your strengths and get clear on who you are because when you are, it's going to be easier for you to reach other people and get to know other people and get your foot in the door because you'll know what value you bring. So what are your strengths? I would recommend looking at something like StrengthsFinder um, and just knowing your top five is going to help you get very, very clear and like, okay, this is what I'm good at. This is what I need around me. Um, I would say also just don't be afraid to ask for coffee. Like, 
don't like yo i want to pick your brain i hate that like get very very specific on what you want or how you're able to bring value like hey um, i'd love to sit down and just talk about this specific point in your career because i'm going through something similar or, hey like i'd love to interview on my podcast because i really like this part of your story and i think you can bring value to my community also i have 500,000 people watching i'd love to get you on this platform you know like getting very specific um in terms of building that network another thing like I would just reach out to people that are doing things similar because entrepreneurship and starting anything of your own, like being a creator, it's lonely and more than likely those people are going to be lonely. So get together and you're, you'll grow faster and they'll grow faster and they'll be super thankful for it. Um, but I would say just getting clear on everything will help you a lot. What do you think if you had to pick one reason why your companies um, collectively have been you know, pretty successful, what would you say that one thing is like that one thing that everyone, business owner, entrepreneur, whatever, should zero in on if they want to be successful? Mm. One thing is difficult. Um, like if, if they wanna, ha- if they were good at this one thing, then yeah. they'd be good. I want to say it's story, but I don't think if I had to pick one thing, it would be story. Um, I think not enough people focus on cash flow. I mm. think a lot of people focus on everything else. Like, uh, is my branding on point? Is the story on point? But the cash flow. So I would say sales. Mm. Um, sales, 1,000%. If you can sell, you're good. And maybe that's picking up the phone and just learning. Yeah. Right? But story is great. It totally is a reason like why we are where we are. But sales, 1,000%. Being able to close the deals and make sure money is actually coming in. Um, and for us, like I make sure a lot of things are retainer, right? I don't want one-offs because I can't predict the cash flow. I can't predict what's coming in. If I know I have this client for six months or a year, I can predict it. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, for, for me, I would say 100% sales. And I've been learning that just from personal experience because, you know, I've had a dry couple weeks, couple months just because sales is not something that comes natural naturally to me it's been a learning curve i've been learning a ton i'm a thousand percent better at it than when i started but um you know it's been it's been a little bit slow and it's because of i don't have sales like absolutely dialed in so i would definitely say sales i would agree with you on that um super quick so i know on your podcast you ask you know what makes you a misfit or or, uh that's what the question is right what about you goes against the grain? What makes you miss for you? Right. Why are you strange? Why and how are you strange? Strange on purpose. That's what it was. Okay. Sorry. So, um, and by the way, Q has an awesome podcast, Strange on Purpose. You go check it out. But I'm going to flip it on you. So what about you makes you strange on purpose? Yeah. Um, I would say just the fact that I don't give a shit, man. Um, that is the reason why I am where I am. That's the reason why I'm no longer combing through the spices and um, seasoning cabinet to eat. It's because I was strange on purpose. I was on a platform that was super suit and tie and I wore a weird hat and I created and told stories, right? I just leaned into the fact that I was different and I told a really, really good story and I leaned into my strengths, but also like I don't care. I don't care that I am different. I don't care what it looks like to other people. I do what I want and I do what I feel is going to bring value and I will do whatever it takes to get to where I want to go. I would say that is what makes me strange on purpose. Why do you think it's so important for 
every single person to develop their personal brand and share their story? Um, there's a lot of reasons, man, but just innovation as a whole and tech as a whole, when a machine can do anything better, cheaper, uh, more efficient than you can, people and companies and brands are going to go with the machine every single time. And if you can't, if you don't know what makes you unique, it's going to be very hard for you to stand out. Um, and it already is very hard to stand out. So having that personal brand is going to help you. Maybe like you're in a company and you think you're safe. There's no such thing as job security. Things are going to change, right? So having that personal brand. If you have your own company and you're focused on the company brand, companies die, right? Lifespan for companies are going down. It used to be like 50 years. I think it's at like 15 now. Like it's all going down. So focus on your brand because it's always going to be something that carries on. And focus on being talented and really good. So what's something that someone can do today to start developing that uh, personal brand? What's like a really small step that someone can take right now? I think it all goes back to clarity. Um, maybe map out like five questions. Okay, who am I? Um, where do I want to go? Like five different questions that you think are going to help you get clear and ask them and ask yourself and actually think about it and write it down. Something that I did is um, I got super specific. So what's a house that I want to live in? Right? Like, what? how much money do I want to make a year? Like, what do I feel like at five years from now? Like, what are the things that I own? Like, get very specific and get clear on those things. And then just start asking yourself moving forward. Like, um, when you come across something, does that align with that? Or if I make the, this decision, is it going to help me get there? But get specific and answer those questions. Um, another thing, like, just if you're reading stuff like a blog or watching videos, ask yourself, how do I feel about that? And it's super clear on how you feel and what you are and where you want to go because it's going to help you build your brand and um, it's going to be easier for people to follow you. Okay, so once you have that clarity, what's a tactical step? Like, like uh, I know you suggested for me um, it was make an Instagram story every night or every day or whatever. What's a tactical thing that someone could do literally just right now, very first step in building their first uh, personal brand? Yeah, once you know who you are, other people need to know now. Um, so create something. What that is is entirely up to you. I'm a writer, but I focus on video. Um, I created a bunch of video diaries. I'd say create something. So starting out, once you know who you are and what you believe in, go create something. Whatever it is that you love, maybe it's basketball. Go review like the playoffs so far. I don't know. Like go create something. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it is, just something. Yeah. Just to piggyback off of that, I would definitely say to just do something and do it now and publish it no matter what you think of it. Agreed. There's gonna be <laughs> so many thoughts racing through your head. I look stupid, no one's gonna care, blah, blah, blah. All that shit is gonna go through your head and you just gotta post the po po hit the post button regardless of what you think. Do it now and do it scared. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, so I think that's pretty good. I think I'm gonna wrap it up here. Thank you for sticking with us on the first episode. Um, the nameless podcast. Yeah, maybe that'll be the official name. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, as as we kind of move along here, um, I'm going to develop kind of more of a, a routine, and it'll be a little bit more structured, or, or you know, whatever. It'll get better every episode. So stick with me along this journey. Thank you for listening. Um, some action steps for you guys: just get some clarity on who you are and who you want to be talking to, and just take that first step. Create some content. Also, if you if you like forks, make a <laughs> make a fork podcast. Um, be the fork man, and uh, hope you guys have an awesome day. Thanks for listening. See you guys next time.